0: Okay, so to continue, we have the worship of the Tagalogs. So this is um, part of the writings, uh, the observation of Fray Juan de Plasantia during the time. So as we all know, um, the Filipinos, prior to becoming Christians or Catholics, because Catholicism or Christianity is a religion introduced to us by the Spaniards, so prior to the pre-colonial um era the filipinos they actually worship the nature so they have um they they call their worship as pandot it is a festive celebration wherein they offer sacrifices adoration for their idols and other general practices of idolatry so basically they're like other People during that time from other countries or from other places um, prior to Christianity and other religions like Islam, Buddhism, etc. Et these are um, people who have idols. So this worship the pandot of the Tagalogs or the Filipinos, ancient Filipinos. This is um, actually lasting for about four days. So there is um because it's a celebration there is drums there is a beat which lasted for as i mentioned four days um they call their um festivity in the barangay when they gather the people as naaganitos so during that time there was still no temples they don't have the simbahan that we have today or the church so their place of worship Um, is usually held in the large house of their chief or the datu. So they have constructed for the purpose of sheltering the people a temporary shed they call Sibi, which is um, the place in order to protect the, the people who are gathered because the celebration will last up to four days. So during that time, since they don't have still the god that we know today for the christians and the catholics or for the muslims allah or prophet muhammad um they call their god as bathala so bathala is actually believed to be a word coming from the sanskrit batara guru or it means the highest of the gods so the title seems to signify all-powerful or makers of all things so that is um, the belief of our ancient Filipinos or the ancient Tagalog so for the Philippine mythology myth- the highest ranking God of the ancient Tagalog people is called Pathala or in other words it's also called Maikapal. This is the creator of all things, the sky, the earth, and all the plants. So he's known to be dwelling in the highest realm of the sky. And the Thala, welcome gifts from the people. So it's just like um, other gods and goddesses. Like for example, in the Roman Empire or the Greek Empire. So it's the same concept. And the Batala welcomes gifts from the people with deep appreciation, and if he's pleased, he will help the people. So, and in return, the people are expected to be obedient to the moral laws, which is um, they believe coming from the Batala. So, Batala is the god that they specially worship. Aside from that, they also worship the sun where in the sun they worship that for its beauty um the moon to worship the moon um, especially if it's new moon so they will have festivities during the time rejo- rejoicing adoring welcoming the new moon and they also worship the stars which they called tala so i guess the word is still used today to mean star for the tagalos and they have other idols like Kika, dian masalanta and etc so they also have omens so they believe on some things like if there's rats snakes birds and if somebody is walking and they pass by this or they happen to see that at night they It's either a bad omen or there is an evil coming or um, it's a good um, fortune. So they have those things. So if it's an evil, a bad omen, so it means that the person should not continue the journey. And because they have this worship of the nature, so they have also offerings. So they have sacrifices, which they are using to um, offer to the devil so that there will be no bad things that will happen to them so they offer sacrifices or um offerings so the reason for offering the sacrifices are um, first uh, uh, personal matters or if a person has something to ask from that particular god or goddesses or the nature or whatever um for the healing of the sick a prosperous voyage especially if they go to the sea um good harvest successful childbirth and happy outcome of a married life okay aside from those um and the other idols that they um believe in they also have this um, distinctions of different evils which is according to their priests during that time so these are okay the first distinction is what they call the Katalunan so the Katalunan is either a man or woman, which officiates the feast. So it's like today for the Catholics, it's like our priest. Um, they also have the manggagawai. The manggagawai, um, these are those that wishes to deceive people by pretending to heal the sick. We have the man yi salat. This is the third distinction, which is the same with the banggagawai. They had a power of applying remedies for lovers to make them despise their own wives. Another is the mangkukulam. I guess this is a very familiar word. Um, This is the fourth distinction. The mangkukulam, they used to emit fire from himself at night once or often each month this fire could be extinguished and the people who wallowed it with the priest would feel ill and die so it's more or less the same with the kulam that we used to know the fifth one is the hukluban this is more powerful accordingly Compared to the wise. so without use of medicines, but just by saluting or raising their hands they can kill Another person or heal the one that became ill by their charms The sixth is the silagan. The silagan is um, if someone saw this one cloth uh, sorry if they saw someone cloth in white they would tear out his liver and eat it, causing death to the victim. So, I guess this is familiar to um, horror movies like a beast or something eating the liver, the flesh of a person. The seventh distinction is the tangal or mananangal so this um of course we know them that they separate from their body at night the upper body flies Mm -hmm. returning in the morning to their body and the eighth one is oswang or aswang so these are equivalent to sorcerers they say because they have the ability to fly and murder men and eat their flesh so this is also existing in Visayas um, not in the Tagalog area we have the ninth one which is another class of witches they are the manga Gayuma Gayuma so love potion <coughs> they made charms for lovers out of herbs stones and wood which would infuse their hearts with love so it's deceiving people sometimes thinking that they love that person but actually that is just dagayuma the tent is equivalent to a preacher sunat it was his job to help one die at which time he predicted the salvation or condemn, condemnation of the soul. So it's like Sundo like Grim Reaper. The eleventh is the Pangatahunan or pangatahuhan. these are so They predict the future so it's like the um Mananagan in our Bisayan language next we have the Bayugin this is the last one they're the Cot Queens they are men whose nature is inclined toward that of a woman or in our <coughs> term today homosexuals so these are the evils or the de- devils according to <clears throat> the priest during the time, so they also have practices in burying their dead people. So, for the deceased, so they have a, a very interesting way of burying their dead, which is actually different from ours. So, um, the deceased was buried beside his house, and if he were a chief, he was placed beneath a little house or porch. Which they constructed for this purpose. So before entering him, they mourned him for four days. So they mourned that long. So that is especially for the chief or the datu If the disease is a warrior, a living slave is tied beneath his body until it is reached where he died. So Um, That's why there are um, some discoveries that um, slaves are buried together with their masters. That is actually true to our ancient Filipinos. Um, Other countries also are doing that with their slaves. The slaves are buried um, with their masters because people before, this is also true in the Philippines, in the Tagalog areas, they believe in reincarnation, so life life after death. So just like um, Hinduism, Buddhism, Sikhism, which are mostly coming from India, these um, <coughs> particular religions, they believe in reincarnation or life after death. So that is why, because they believe in those things, so, they have a notion of the paradise or the village of rest. So, again, this is almost the same with the other um, neighboring countries um, having Hinduism, Buddhism, and some sort of those religions. And also, aside from that, they have also the place called Kasanan or the place of anguish. So it's like our notion of heaven and hell today. So that's it. I guess it's the, the interesting things about the customs of the Tagalogs as written by Fray Juan de Plasencia. So let's proceed to the last one, the relevance of the writing of Fray Juan de Placentia. So basically, Placentia's customs of the Tagalog is a very popular primary source during the time describing the way of life of the Filipinos prior to the coming of the Spaniards and the introduction of Christianity. So it covers numerous topics that are relevant to many disciplines. So basically, this is relevant today even until today because um, for example for political scientists for instance they find this um, writing very relevant very important because it contains information about the hierarchy the social classes during the time the nobles of course the dato is in the high highest position the nobles the commoners and the slaves and we also have the political stratification the legal systems of the tagalog region so that's um important to that another is it also tackles about property rights we know that um for example the commoners the aliping namamahay, they are allowed to own property they have their own house which is compared to the slaves which are not allowed to own anything because they have to live uh, under the shelter of their master. <clears throat> it also talks about marriage practices, the dowry system of the Filipinos, which I've mentioned um, earlier that um, still being practiced by the Muslims until today. The rituals, their marriage rituals, their boreal practices and the manner they will dispense justice so as i mentioned the datu is exercising all the powers is the executive and he make laws as well and he is also the chief judge in Plasencia's accounts uh, it also preserves and popularize the unwritten customs and traditions of the filipinos which as we all know Most of them actually did not survive. There are a lot of changes already in the customs and traditions of the Filipinos, especially when Christianity or Catholicism was introduced already to us. So it entirely changed the customs of (coughs) the Filipinos. So there are superstitious beliefs of the Filipinos. I guess some of them still are true, especially sa mga bukid areas. Plasencia's work also tackles about historical knowledge about manananggal, aswang, Hukluban, gayuma, and tikbalang, etc. etc. The priests and missionaries also read um, Plasencia's accounts of the customs of the Tagalogs, as well as his other book written uh, called "Doctrina Christiana." So, "Doctrina Christiana." As we all know, our collections of prayers, <clears throat> this is known to be the first book ever published in the Philippines. Um, these are being read by missionaries and priests because they contain insights of what had happened during the time. So it helped them to and inspired them to become evangelizers. The realizations that one needs to master local language and study the culture of the people is very significant. This is one of the relevance of the study of the customs of the Tagalogs written by Placentia. So they also learned the priests in the missionaries that preaching should be accompanied with reading materials that contains the basic elements of faith because as I've mentioned earlier the Filipinos prior to becoming Christians they worship the nature so basically they have different practices or worship this also writing this writing also disproved that the claim of the Spaniards some of them when they arrive They thought that the Filipinos were uncivilized and lacking in culture. That is not true because prior to their coming, the Filipinos already have a system of government. They have their own traditions, their culture, religious practices. It is clear in the excerpts quoted that at time or that time, Plasantia um, was assigned into the Tagalog region. The Filipinos were already politically and economically organized. So have their own government, tax system, laws, criminal justice. They also have their calendar, their time, their notion of time. They have their worship of the Bathala, the supreme being, and others. So this leads to the conclusion that prior to the coming of the Spaniards, the Filipinos are already civilized. They have their lifestyle that they maintain and they are not barbaric people. They have some sort of learnings during the time and practices that they follow. So just like their neighboring Southeast Asian countries or Asian countries. So that would wrap up our discussion of the customs of the Tagalogs again this is written by Fray Juan de Placentia so for the activities and the assessments so just refer to the module that I have sent you and if you have questions um, you can just email me that's it for today have a great day everyone